It's Ranger 170. Happy New Year. You are listening to the Catch Up Podcast, Cashers Corner. Welcome back to the Cashers Corner. We're your hosts, Zor and Reverend Slippery, and uh, this is uh, the January 2013 uh, Cashers Corner podcast with special guest Ranger 170. You'll be hearing all about the uh, March of the 104th here in a little bit. Uh, we skipped December. <laughs> we didn't do a podcast in December. That's okay. <laughs> there wasn't I, much going on. Well, plus I was I was going to say I mean there's some things going on, but December is always a busy month with the holidays and. All that kind of stuff, so it's uh, it's all right. <laughs> oh, I don't want to. Yeah, yeah. Don't want me uh, running over your tablet. Yeah, don't here? step on my tablet. Okay, I'll move it. <laughs> all right. So, what do we have in news and stories? Um, I really like this first one. <laughs> it doesn't matter to me. I didn't do them. <laughs> so, Groundspeak finally clued in and pulled the plug on challenges. And it's funny, today I was going through my phone and I was just looking at all my apps and I went to clear it out and I removed the challenges app today. <laughs> I realized it was there and it was useless. Yeah. It was useless the day I installed it to me. <laughs> I, um, I'm but not, there were people that really did enjoy them. Yeah, there. Uh, well, it was interesting because I put the poll up about the challenges, and there were some people that say, you know, they were sad. But they, they liked them for what they were. They didn't like them because they were geocachers. Yeah, I think they just liked the concept of going somewhere and doing something. Yeah, yeah. I, I right. think that's. I think though, where they were trying, that was supposed to be the replacement for virtuals. I think you know, Groundspeak. Yeah. At least they they kind of acknowledged it, and then the official statement actually was quite interesting. They're like, and it was, I think it was well written. Yeah, you know, yeah. they basically say, look, we know we we did a bad thing. It didn't work. Let's move on and move forward. So because they they only have so much resources there. <coughs> well, yeah, everybody thinks they're millionaires, but I don't, <laughs> I, I think they're doing well. But I don't think they're. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think Jeremy Irish is yawn or, rolling in yeah, dough yeah. there. <laughs> I'm sure he's doing fine. I'm sure he does okay, yes. So, yeah, they're gone, and I don't miss them. Don't miss them. How about Challenge Gashes? <laughs> Would you I, wish those I, are gone, too? <laughs> no, I guess some people like them. And if people like them, who am I to say? Yeah. Although I will complain about them. I, I It's funny to talk about that, because uh, I went caching yesterday uh, with a couple of guys, and they wanted to go get the, uh, there's a, have you solved, or have you found 100 puzzles in a year challenge? So I went with them. Forgetting the fact I had already found that cash, I didn't find. Oh. I went to go log it last night, and I'm like, wait a minute, I've already found this one. So it was kind of funny. Um, so this was one that we kind of came up, and you mentioned you did a little digging and mentioned it to me as well. Yeah. So Garmin has released another version of the Oregon GPS. Well, they're about to, or they're about to, but yeah. it's it's yeah. the news is out. Yeah. So the Garmin 600. Oregon 600. 600 series. Yeah, I, I, it looks like there's three of them in the series. Yeah, the six hundred, the six fifty, six fifty T or something. Yeah, I think one. I think the other ones come turbo. with maps. I think turbo. Yeah, <laughs> for turbo. Turbocharged. Yeah. So what did what did we learn about the six hundred? We were digging on that a little bit. Um, well, they come with two battery options from in the box. You have a lithium. Yeah. That which is nice for when you're traveling because you can plug it in in your cigarette lighter. Yes. And it keeps it constantly charged. charged. My Magellan five hundred had a lithium and. And you could keep it plugged in while you were driving. <coughs> okay. And it would charge it between caches if you hooked it up. Okay. So that would be nice for people. Or you can throw in your double A's. Yeah. So that gives you a, a nice option to keep charge because you can't do that with no. 
in your car. I don't know if you can or not in your car with one now. I don't think the USB charges it at all. Like no, it doesn't. So like I usually I have my rapid charger with the car adapter, yeah. and I usually bring that if I'm going on a caching raid somewhere. I'll bring an extra two batteries that I keep in the charger. Yes. Exactly. And then when the other one dies, I just swap them out. But th that's nice if you've got a mount because as soon as you stick it yeah. in the mount, it's going to charge it instantly. Yeah, so that's, that's one true. feature they had. And I think the, another feature was. Um, you can put every cache in the world on it. Unlimited geocaches. Well, they call them opencaching.com and load them all. <laughs> I think any geocache could load every open cache. Yeah, probably. So <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, you can put as many as you want on. So just think of all the pocket queries you'd have to run to get every cache on it. Well, I'm sure, you know, maybe Incep is working on that. <laughs> yeah, because you, you don't need to download 5,000 a day. Yeah. Maybe six, I think, if you... There's another. Isn't there an option there? So You, you can use? do... You can do 5,000 through pocket queries, because you can do yes. five pocket queries, plus you can actually download 6,000 geocaches through GSAC. You can do a, a search for, okay, yeah, you have six yeah. 6,000 max, Yeah. Um, so you'd have to search, and that would have to be outside of your pocket query range, so that would be a little different. I think you only have like a 50 or 40, I think it's 50 kilometer radius yeah. when you do the, the GSAC, so you don't have a big radius when you search like that, and it's really slow. Yeah, really slow. So you can put as many as you want on there. I can put all of New Brunswick on mine yeah. right now. But it wouldn't be out of out of the ordinary for me to or anybody on GSAC to keep a database of, of Nova Scotia and PEI all yeah. at the same time. Yeah, you know, it's true. And, and you can keep them up to date within a week or two. Yeah, yeah. And have all three Atlantic provinces on. Yeah, because there's a lot of people that do that that will or maintain, maintain a whole yeah. a whole database and then just select a section when they're going on a trip or some kind. Yeah. And another thing that somebody had mentioned, sometimes you have to pick and choose, like, I want to have this many caches from New Brunswick, but then I want to do a route, and then I'm going to be to Florida. Oh, yeah. So I'd like to do my route all the way to Florida and then have all around me. Yeah. And you'd have to, if you're running out of space, you have to pick... Do you want the route? Do you want home? Do you want Florida? Now you wouldn't have to pick. You got yeah, them all. Yeah, that's true. See, because I've had that issue when I've gone on some of my road trips. Yeah. Like when I went to Geo Woodstock the first time, I had to break it down. Like every day I had a query, and I could only be in a certain area yeah. because once I drove out of that area, there was no more caches because I could only load. I think Mine, I think, was 5,000 caches. And I mean, when you're talking the state of, and that was Washington and, yeah. and Oregon, well, that's a lot of... Well, you talk state of Florida and yeah. the I ninety five. That's Ooh, a lot of caches. Yeah, but now you can have them all. Yeah, so that's. Uh, and for um, maybe in Sepet and Mark Irene, I know in Sepet will be listening because <laughs> they're going to the Mega and they're driving back. They're flying down. Driving uh, okay. Back. Yeah, that's right. So they could do something like that, and and because I do know what they're using sixty two S, and I think Mark has an Oregon, and um, they'd have to do you know load up from their laptop yeah, multiple queries and. And, and then dump that and load yeah. up the next one whenever, whenever they get to the Yeah, limit. whenever you cross. Because so, you, you it's pretty apparent once you get to that spot and there's no caches anywhere because usually you can zoom yeah. out and you see some. But. but it looks like a nice machine. It looks similar to the Oregon, just a yeah. little different. I, the screen looks a little different. It looks yeah. a lot sharper. I don't know if it's just the, the display pictures, but it looked like a nicer a nicer unit. It just, I don't know. I, I It's still a touch screen. It's, I'm, it's I'm a touch a screen. I'm not a touchscreen fan. I, and I'm... I'm borderlining on replacing mine. Like, my 550 is still working okay, but I'm starting to notice, I think, that I'm having reception issues because right. I'm having a hard time maintaining a, a accuracy of between 4 and 5 meters. That's usually a normal yeah. reading. And I'm having a hard time getting it to stay there. It's usually like 7, 8, 9, and 10 now. And I don't know if it's just age because, I mean, you know, I've had it for a little while, but not, not a long time, but 
I and I kind of thought, well, maybe I might get a Montana, but that thing's huge. Yeah. And I've also thought about the sixty-two, and I've tried the sixty-two, and the sixty-two is nice. Um, but you know, it's one of those I don't need to, you know. So. Yeah, that's one thing they also they mentioned about the six hundred. It's going to be Bluetooth uh, enabled, and it's going to be fifty times faster for transfers. Okay. And you can transfer anything. You can transfer pictures, oh, larger files. So okay. if you take pictures, you can transfer them. I don't know if we'll be able to transfer maps. <laughs> That'd be pretty big to transfer. Yeah, but still. And I, I don't know if you can do that, but uh, hmm. yeah. So it looks like some new features and yeah, yeah. Maybe some newer technology. Oh, it's and it's going to be uh, compatible with the the GLONASS system. Yes, we were reading that. So today. you'll be able to have access to those satellites. So throw another dozen satellites in the, in there, and you could have really good accuracy. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Cool. So, yeah, and it's going to be expensive. <laughs> As Z Martello has already pointed out. How much would you say it was? I think they were around five something. Yeah, I think I saw. Well, I'd have to go on GPS City. I think the the base model yeah. is probably three hundred and fifty, three hundred fifty okay, to four hundred dollars. That's no more than what you're paying now for the top end. And I th I think that was. And uh, don't quote me. Look at GPS City. I mean, yeah. I could do it now, but I'm not going to. Yeah. Um, but I think the base model is somewhere between three fifty and four hundred, and then. As you go up from that, because yeah. I know one of them has a camera. If it's a six fifty, yeah. then yeah. it has the camera in it. Yeah. Um, and you know, some people, the camera's a big deal. That's why I bought my 550, but like yesterday was the first time I'd used the camera on my GPS in ages. I think and, I've used it and the pictures are still on it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've never <laughs> taken them off because I... Yeah, it's, it's, I, I tend to use my phone to take yeah. a picture or a video, yeah. so. Cool. Check that out. All right. Um... Oh, this got mentioned a couple of times and I'd seen it. I actually got an email uh, about it. Um, the Quebec Mega. Now, I know it's not New Brunswick related, but we are right beside them. So I wanted to d mention the fact that the uh, Rendezvous Quebec was announced. And we went to the last one. We went to the last one. Um, I'm hoping. I, I mentioned it on the scribbles, but I, I wasn't yeah. I wasn't a big fan of the, the first run, Rendezvous Quebec. It was nice to get the first Mega in Canada. That, that They yeah. did do that. Um, was and that I, the first mega in that Canada? That was the first mega in Canada, oh, I believe. I didn't know that. I think that's the, that was the case. It, it may not have been, but I'm pretty sure that was the first mega in Canada. Um, it was my first mega, and that's what counts. <laughs> well, it was mine, too. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, if, if you had been to the Rendezvous Quebec, the first one, which was 2008, I want to say. I yeah, it was that was about right. Yeah. Um, I mean, it wasn't bad, but it didn't seem like there was very much to do at the event. It was basically, you know, one giant tent and another small tent with some vendors. And it well, didn't look well, like there Well, it only had a couple vendors. Yeah. I think it had... Garmin was there, Landshark. Garmin and Landshark, so the only two I can remember. Yeah. Uh, so it, was, it, it's, it kind of felt like a small mega, and I had never been to one before, so I kind of yeah. thought that was sort yeah. of the norm. But we spent more time just going out geocaching than we did really at the event, yeah. so... Um, but I'm sure they've learned, and, and you know, lots of other megas have happened in Canada since. And then. they've and they have probably gone to more megas themselves. Yeah. To see what you know. So uh, you know, to, if you have the opportunity and you're interested, you uh, can check out uh, Rendezvous Quebec. And it's only seven hours from Moncton. Yeah, it's that's, not that far. That's five and a half from Fredericton. <laughs> True enough. And if so, you're in Edmonton, it's even closer. Exactly. So that's yeah, Quebec City, right? That's where they. Yeah, it was just just outside of Quebec City, yeah. just on the edge of it. Cool. So, uh, Move on. recent events and recent caches. So, there's a lot of them because we've been two months. Yeah. Um, come out and play. There was yep. six events in the province that weekend. Um, I know the one I did had a big, 
big attendance. We, we must had, had 40 people. Yeah, there. we had a pretty good size uh, group there at, yep. uh, down at MIC. I know that, uh, well, Cable Guy had gone to ours as well as the uh, the one in He Bath was in Bathurst, Bathurst, Bathurst the one yeah. Had, yeah. And I said they had good attendance there, and by all accounts, it's uh, it's gone pretty well. Lots of, uh, lots yep. of people playing. Um, lots of registrations. I think we're almost to 120 people playing. I submitted my first tasks yesterday. I've done one. <laughs> you? I was going to do another one. I was going to do, there's like a four icons in a day, but oh, because yeah. I already had the challenge cash, I couldn't get that one, so I, uh, I don't think I'm going to make all 20 this year. Yeah. As much as I want to, I don't think I will, but that's I, okay. I think I'm actually, now I'm, I'm kind of thinking about it and where I'm going to be traveling and I'll have nothing to do in my evenings. I might actually try and work on doing some of these, uh, some of these other tasks, so... Yeah, you might be able to get some of the different ones because they're going to be different areas. Or not. Yeah, well, you, I know there's like an out-of-province and there's a, an out-of-country. There's a, I think those are two. Yeah. Uh, but you can do like any of them as long as the, the, the caches you're doing them on match the task. So yeah. it doesn't matter where they are. Yeah. Uh, so that was cool. Yeah. Um, the 12-12-12 events, there was a whole bunch of those around the province. Yeah. For the last, uh, you know, triple, it was like, what, 12 cubed and 12-12-12. And, and I think it was... Finland, I might be wrong, either way, it was someplace oh, in Europe, they had 12 events on 12-12-12 <laughs> during that, on that day. They had 12 different events. Really? They were all in different areas, and they were an hour to two hours apart, and they had to fight with the reviewers for two and a half weeks. Oh. Not necessarily fight, but do this because of, of the event stacking. Thing. Yeah. And they yeah. said, we're doing this because of this. We have 12 different people. Each event is, is unique. They're all different. They're not just go here to, for the sake of going here and very few people did all 12 some did oh, but most wow. people did one or two wow and they went all day and they did 12 events celebrating 12 12 12 and you know of course people like it and some people don't like it yeah i myself love events i think it would be awesome to do i think that would be very cool to we, do I, zonker and i ran into an event stacking issue one time but we yeah. discussed it with them and they yeah they let us go they were three or four hours apart and they were totally different yeah and they let us have two in one day yeah but 12 and I think it was only because it was 12-12. Yeah, probably. It'd be a little hard to justify that now, I think. Yeah. So, cool. There was the launch of the 104th event. So, yeah. uh, Ranger170 had his uh, had his event. He's going to talk about the uh, series here in a little bit. Uh, as always, Chris. we have our breakfasts that are going on every month. Those are always ongoing. Except in December. The December one for Moncton didn't happen because of the giant snowstorm. But if you do go on the logs... Uh, Heath Tree posted an attended log saying, I had breakfast in my kitchen and was thinking about geocaching. Does that count? And he logged, he logged his going. He logged it as an attend log. So. I don't think the event was actually cancelled, just nobody went. No, it's just, yeah. And I think, I don't know if it was mentioned on the log or not, but um, yeah, it was just nobody was going to go because it was a massive storm here in Moncton. So. Yeah. Um, we did the Hub City Holiday giveaway. That was fun. Yes, it was. We had a we had a really good turnout for that too. Yeah. Probably thirty thirty ish people maybe, maybe. At least. Well yeah. the pictures on the Yeah, yeah, on the website. On the feature there, yeah. Everybody had some fun, tossing darts and Pa won the uh won the GPS. Yep. Somebody we, who didn't need it but <laughs> appreciate it and yep. I think he's regifted it. Oh, to, has he? To a to a worthy donor. So. Yes, he has, I believe you're yeah. correct. We did where what about where I go yesterday? I did a yep. session for uh for folks. We had we filled the room. We We could we could do a what about where I go weekend. <laughs> still people would be confused. Yeah, still people would be confused. It's 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 a very complicated kind of technology thing, but uh, I think people have got something out of it. I saw a whole bunch of logs come in today for uh, yep. 
for Dylan's Dazzle Diamonds and a whole bunch for I Can't Find My Keys. So they went up the street after the event and did the one in the Sobeys parking lot. Oh, yes. Yeah. So uh, that was very cool. I saw that published today, but I'm not, I'm not going to... Uh... I might do it on Wednesday because we have our meeting at the Fire Hall Maybelt. Yeah, there you do go. You, you just cross the street and go inside the log. The the um, so that went well. Yeah. And I, and I discussed with a couple people, and discussed this with you, but maybe in a month or two, if people are getting snagged up or people have some more questions, we could get together for an impromptu, uh, bring your laptop and your where go, and if you need help at a certain point, yeah. you and I could help walk them through this is how this type of thing works. So yeah. we'll bring that up on Cash Up maybe later. Yeah, that wouldn't. If people I, I, are actually trying. I'd love to see a dozen more where I goes around. Yeah, I got an email from Tiger Tracker today actually yeah. asking about the builder because yeah. you can't. And I didn't. I mentioned this briefly at the session, but if you download the official builder from Groundspeak and you have a Windows Seven sixty four bit machine, yeah, it will never let you. Like you can save all you want, but yeah. the first time you save, it corrupts your file. The next time you save it corrupts it. Every single time it will corrupt your file. It will not load yeah. the file correctly. Um, somebody on the Groundspeak forums found out what the issue was, yes. and they hacked the Where I Go Builder exe file okay. to work in Windows 7 64-bit. So you have to download that one from the forum to actually get the it to work in Windows 7. So okay. you you know if you can use one of the other builders, you can actually get this. So the one I built for yesterday's session. Yes. I actually built it with this hacked version, and it worked perfectly fine. Okay, so cool. It's, it's just a little thing to know. Uh, Superwife had her first event. You didn't get a chance to go to that one. No, I was working that yep, night. Yeah, that was the uh, Christmas tree event. There was a few people uh, built a snowman as part of a task. And, and my uh, nightcast was like <laughs> 100 meters away from that tree. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I got, I got a few logs on that Yeah, that absolutely. Um, I saw that uh, Mad Puck, I want to say, had a New Year's resolution event. He had a New yep. Year's party for yep. geocachers, which I, I hope that went well. And you had the last event ever. <laughs> yeah. Didn't turn out as planned. Not as planned. We, but we had a great turnout there. I think we had about 25 people. Uh, my daughter was happy. She loves that. She yeah. made, a few, made a few dollars. And I talked to the owner of Damascus, and uh, he said, anytime we want, he made a few bucks. <laughs> so February 9th is already published. Polly uh, Seven, yeah. Polly now, I guess. Oh, yeah. Is having his birthday celebration. Yeah. Celebrate his birthday. So come on out, and it'll be the same situation. Grab a coffee. Leave a big tip for my daughter. <laughs> and, and it's private, so it's only it's only us is private. So yeah, Damascus and Riverview, come on out for that, and uh, it'll just be us there. If you like coffee, if you don't like coffee, come anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I did. I did. And everybody's welcome. Bring friends, family, kids. Whatever you want. Whatever you want. Cool. Uh, do you want to list off the folks for the new new geocache? Oof, what a list. <laughs> uh, we got some hidden by Freedom 5, but must be a membership area. Yeah. Uh, cable Guy is a uh, funny guy series. <laughs> funny Guy Cable Guy. Uh, Polly got his up on the Kent Hills. Yes. We had talked about going up there and mapping that out, but he went up and did it. Wacky Jack, they must be up in the membership area as well. Night Owl 74, not sure, I've seen the name before. Of course, Ma and Pa, where they hide theirs, do you know? Uh, just everywhere. They're all over the place, <laughs> those guys. Alley Cat, uh, 333, that would be up Bathurst. Uh, or Yeah, north. Yeah, yeah, Beersford area. Uh, Casey Max 07, first time I've seen that name. Sergeant Pick, Ranger 170, of course, with the series. And Geodometer's always out hiding stuff. And he also hit a lot of them for the uh, 104th series as well. From yeah. According to uh, Randall. So, um... Not me. I haven't hidden any. <laughs> oh, and I hid 
one, which was not really hiding anything. I <laughs> relisted the final from a puzzle that got stolen and named the new cache Epidermophyton interdigitalis. What does that mean? It is uh, athlete's foot. <laughs> it's, um, I don't remember where I learned that word. I think it was junior high school. But uh, yes, Epidermophyton interdigitalis got published. Did not record? No. Uh, how long is yours going? Yeah, yeah. And somehow it. I must have done something there. Pause. But no. Oh, well. So that's the first cache I published because I was going to do a triad. I was going to do Zor's puzzle triad where you had to had to solve my vod cache and the puzzle cache, the jigsaw puzzle. Okay. To do those two to find another puzzle where the final was going to be on Gunningsville Boulevard, like in that yeah. stretch where I had used to have caches. But then the jigsaw puzzle got stolen. The container's sitting there in the woods, but the puzzle was removed. Yeah, no, like, people are. And it's a geocache that more, well, more than likely. Yeah, I mean... A muggle would have taken everything if they were going to take anything. Yeah, so I I don't know. Anyway, it, I thought, well, I had the other one that was still still there, and I didn't want to go out and pick up the container. And it's not too far from my work, but I'm like, you know what? I'll just I'll list another cache. And that can kind of lead us into our one of our uh, topics that we're going to get here in a, in a minute. Yeah. Um... I got some ideas to hide caches, but I have no interest in hiding caches right yeah. now. I'm gonna I'm gonna archive a few of mine that have been out too long, and uh, just open up the area, freshen things out. Yeah, I, I don't get many hits on them, so I'll bring them in. I'm a big fan of cleaning up after a while. Re, uh, reduce, reuse, recycle. <laughs> exactly, or let somebody else hide them. Yeah, that's true. Um, all right, so we'll uh, we're gonna cut to the interview and talking to Randall Haskett, who's also known as Ranger One Seventy or One Seven Zero. That's how he it's said still, his name. It's still the same number. <laughs> um, and he's gonna talk about the hundred fourth Geocoin Challenge or his Geo Trail he talked about. Cool. All right, and so for our our special guest this month, we have Ranger One Seven Zero. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Randall. Thanks, guys. My pleasure to be with you. Great. So um, I understand you have a very, very special Geocoin Challenge series that's come out recently. Me and Ken were talking a little bit about it here, and it's kind of all over the place. So uh, what you, uh, would you like to tell us a little bit about it? Yeah. Um, it's a series dedicated to the uh, Geo Trail, actually, to commemorate the historic march of New Brunswick's 104th Regiment of Foot. Uh, that happened uh, two years ago in February. Sorry, 200 years ago in February. And they marched by foot, snowshoe principally, up <laughs> the St. John River to uh, Quebec City, then down to Kingston to join in the spring offensive of the War of 1812. Uh, Major General Prevost, the commanding general in, uh, of all forces uh, British North, in British North America, needed extra battalions, and because of the, quote, neighborly war, we were not at war with Maine. Uh, we had a sort of informal truce. Uh, the commander felt he could take this battalion. And so it was a historic march in the sense that it had never been done before, uh, certainly not by that large a body of men. Over 600 marched up the uh, St. John River, and it was in one of the worst winter conditions ever. And we think we got some pretty good gear today to... Uh, handle our cold. You can imagine what it was like 200 years ago. Wow, that's uh, that's pretty impressive. Was so it on when, when I uh, first came to New Brunswick back in the early 70s, uh, I'm a New Brunswicker by choice, not by chance, I saw a plaque that stood at the corner of uh, Brunswick, King, and, uh, and uh, Woodstock Road to 
to commemorate this march. <clears throat> and then years later, I joined the 1st Battalion of the Royal New Brunswick Regiment, who is uh, the great-grandson of this famous regiment. And it was talked about a lot. So when I became a geocacher, it was always in the back of my mind. And as we approached the, uh, the 200th anniversary, I thought it would be kind of fun to have a couple of geocaches to uh, commemorate the march. Once I started getting into the, the books, the history, uh, and I learned that the St. John River Society had a wonderful uh, website and they had done all kinds of work, uh, I said, okay, this, is, this could be more than just five caches. And I started uh, digging around on GroundSpeaks, uh, geocaching.com, and I found uh, a couple of American geotrails. And they had uh, offered up a geocoin. In fact, it's still available in, in the uh, Virginia area. So I said, hey, if we're going to do 15, 20 caches, then we have to have a geocoin to uh, provide incentive because this is, people are going to have to travel a fair distance. So my first uh, line of attack was to go to the St. John River Society, and I made the pitch to the executive director who presented to the board, and they said, yeah, we'd love to help you, Ranger, but we've only got 500 bucks. And I figured for $2,500, I could get a really nice coin uh, and get about 200 plus some uh, little bit of extra money for postage. So when that, they said they'd give me 500 I went to the province because I knew uh, Brian McDonald, the M MLA for Fredericton Silverwood, who just so happens to be the chair of the Brunswick uh, Commemorative Committee for the March or for the War of 1812. He loved the idea. In fact, I took him last year as a muggle on one of the come out and play challenges. <laughs> and he, he's a great outdoors guy, but he's never been a, a geocacher. He loved it. So when I gave him the pitch, he said, this is great. It involves families. It's, uh, it's into history. People will travel. They'll get to see some of the sites. He said, we're all for it. And so they gave me the, extra, the other 2000 bucks, and I contacted um, Landsharks. They made a beautiful coin, and it's now available for anyone who finds 15 geocaches. Cool. How many geocaches are out right now? Uh, right now, uh, there, are 20, there are 23, and uh, there will be eight more that will become available as the uh, St. John River Society does reenactments. <clears throat> they got $150,000 to, uh, to commemorate the War of 1812, and specifically the March of the 104th. So they've gone out and got replica uniforms. Uh, they, it's a real deal. It looks exactly like the, um, the uniforms worn by the, the men back in uh, 1813. They've got great coats. They've got uh, snowshoes that they've had, you know, that would have been made by um, the, the locals at the time. They even have toboggans. And so they really intend to uh, march up that St. John River. Wow. So <clears throat> when, when they do these reenactments, and I can't tell you the specifics because I want it to be a surprise, um, we will launch a specific uh, site on the day that they do the reenactment. And so uh, it's no secret that they're obviously going to start in Fredericton because that's where the, the march started. And uh, there will be a, a site uh, released 
that's dedicated to uh, Major General Hunter, the, the officer given permission by the king to raise the New Brunswick Fencibles in 1803 that eventually be, uh, became a regiment of the line and were numbered the 104th. Cool. So is that the same uniform you had on on the television interview? That's the same uniform I had on the television interview. That was quite the hat. I know. And, and the interviewer said, you know, that's a pretty intimidating hat. And I said, that's exactly what it was for. Yes. It was to make the uh, soldiers look taller and more menacing and, uh, and uh, obviously to uh, frighten the enemy. Nice. Well, we're, uh, we'll definitely make sure we include a link to the video in when we uh, post the podcast. Yes. That, that would be nice to do. I don't know if it's going to hang around much longer. You know how they, they start to lose space on their hard drive. So, yeah. um, so for folks who want to get in, involved in this, and I have to tell you that I'm really excited that I, I get to read all the logs, and uh, there are several people who have started geocaching just to find this series. Oh, that's fantastic. I know, and I, I guess if I had uh, an account on um, GSAC, I could be able to, to track the number of different uh, caches that have found at least one of the caches. Okay. But I, I don't have that. Uh, I don't have that technology. But I can tell you that it's over a hundred that have done it. Um, I spoke to Ruth Mac McGurkatroy. I hate that word, McGurkatroy. She is the uh, executive director of the Fredericton Region Museum, and they're the folks that uh, have kindly agreed to administer the coin, because I just don't have time to do that. Yeah. So she said as of today, they've given out 14 coins. Well, that's, that's still pretty nice. I mean, that's a, that's a lot of distance. It's, it's still early. I mean, and seriously, I mean, you probably looked at it. They go as uh, far east as Fort Cumberland, which we all know and love as Fort Beausjour, <laughs> all the way up to uh, Desjali in Quebec, uh, in the province of Quebec, and as far west and south as St. Andrews, because uh, these are all places that the 104th either uh, manned a fort, a blockhouse, or an outpost, and um, it's, probably, it's not well known, but the St. John River was the grand communication route from uh, General Prevost in Quebec City to Major General Sherbrooke in Halifax. And so there was a, a coup de bois system, and uh, soldiers who were retired, you know, loyalists, were given land uh, along the St. John River with the understanding that they would house and feed any uh, runners or, or, or messengers going up and down that river. Hmm. So the, the caches themselves, so are, are you... I mean, obviously you've gone out and you've hidden these, so are they just uh, regular containers, fairly easy to find, and it's really just the locations that people are, are, are going to be going to see? For the most part, they're relatively easy to find. Um, the, the other, there are a couple of things that gave me uh, impetus to do this series. One was uh, I go to a, an Anglican church uh, in Spring Hill, uh, just outside of Fredericton, called St. Peter's Anglican Church. And I told the, my minister, because he's doing a lot of research work on the blacks of uh, New Brunswick, and I said, I'm doing this geocaching series on the march of the 104th. 
And he said, did you know that the hero of the 104th is buried in our cemetery? And I said, no, I didn't. So Lieutenant Charles Rainsford is actually buried in our cemetery, and he was the one that marched 50 miles in a blinding snowstorm uh, to get food and help because the uh, two companies, 200 men, had been storm-stayed for three days and eaten all their food. Uh, so they were facing starvation, and so he marched up to the rescue. The second it was Sportsman uh, 01. He had um, archived a series of caches, and he, he gave me 20 ammo boxes. So all the caches are ammo boxes. They're painted in black with brown uh, leather straps uh, to imitate what would be the small pack or the backpack that they would have carried uh, when they were marching into battle. And they all say New Brunswick's 104th Regiment in white letters. Uh, they're all the same, uh, so most of them are hanging on trees. We have a few that are uh, not winter-friendly. They're hidden. Uh, I've had one destroyed by a bulldozer. Uh, oh, wow. I haven't put them all out myself. Uh, I did nine upriver. I got K-57 to do some. I got uh, TMRS 2001, uh, geodimeter. Um, I'm, I know I'm forgetting some of the guys. But I've had, oh, um, Hazar did the uh, route to uh, Fort Cumberland. So it's, and I've got uh, MK Legs to do uh, the ones in St. John. And and, um, and I, uh, I placed the one in St. Andrews. So it's been, um, I've selected the spots, but I've, I've allowed the uh, individual placers to choose the actual location based on the terrain. Okay. Cool. So, so um, as I say, they're all they're all the same. We've had two of them that have been muggled, um, and one got crushed by a bulldozer. I thought it was a relatively safe spot. It was under some old pieces of concrete. Uh, and, but two weeks later, they came and put some fill in and dozed it over. So uh, the location I picked as a follow-up, that's the one in the Gagetown Courier Post. It's, uh, it's in a much better location, so uh, some things happen for the best. But I, <clears throat> I've got a couple of spares, and um, I have a couple of ideas. Th this can be expanded, and I've been asked if they're going to go all the way down to Kingston, uh, but I just don't have the resources. I've sort of toyed with the idea of applying to the federal government for a grant to uh, to do that, but I, I kind of wait to see what the success is of this. You had asked me if I was willing to hide a couple. Did you find uh... I did, because I think, I, I, <clears throat> I mean, I've got one now in Baktouche. Uh, we can put some in between Fredericton and, and Mountain, uh, or the border, uh, they would be kind of generic things that aren't necessarily location-specific. It could be an individual, because there's lots of stories and, and, and heroes of the 104. Uh, <clears throat> I just was at the um, St. John River Society this morning, and <clears throat> she gave me um, a list of, of uh, people that they have as part of their package for schools. Uh, they have a uh, a package to help the kids in, in public schools learn more about the history of their uh, of their province. One of them is um, 
Henry Black. Uh, Henry was also known as Black Harry, and he was a, a pioneer and a bass drummer, and um, he had a choice. He could go to jail because he beat up a guy in a bar fight in St. John, or he could join the Army. So he ended up joining the Army and uh, marched with the 104th up to, uh, up to Kingston and was involved in the Battle of Sackett's Harbor. <clears throat> so those are kinds of things that, that we could do to, f- to flush it out, you know, make it a, f- uh, a 35 to 40 cash series. But right now I'm very busy in, in my personal life and just don't have the time or the energy to, um, to do all of those, uh, the legwork. But I, I've had a lot of help from uh, many different uh, agencies. It's been a partnership on many levels. Uh, I, kudos to a fellow called Gary Campbell, who has written all the history. He's gone to the archives. He's gone to the, the museum in Ottawa and <clears throat> got the records so that when we say, uh, say state a fact, it is, in fact, a fact and it's not a bogus story. Like, a lot of people in Fredericton think that the 104th marched up the Royal Road. Well, the Royal Road goes to, to Stanley, and that's nowhere near uh, heading towards uh, Kingston. Hmm. Were they actually on roads, or were they just bushwhacking? <clears throat> they basically, uh, they bushwhacked. Uh, once they got to Edmonston, there was a small portage from Edmonston to the Lake Temiskawada, and then the big uh, bushwhack was from the north end of Lake Temiskawada, uh to the St. Lawrence. But for the most part, they uh, were able to just snowshoe up the St. John River because they didn't have the dams that we have today that sort of change the, the water levels underneath the ice and make it dangerous to walk on. The other thing is that for the first seven days, uh, they were basically in... Um, there was a lot of inhabitants up the St. John River, and so they were able to stay in houses and barns and outbuildings. But once they got past sort of um, Woodstock, then they ended up having to build bivouacs. And, they, you know, it was the wilderness as far as they were concerned. Hmm. Well, it's, uh, it really sounds like a fantastic series, and, and, you know, big kudos to yourself for, for reaching out to people and, you know, putting those partnerships in place to get that done. I think... Uh, it's definitely one of the more unique geocoin challenges that we've seen around. You know, people that are interested in getting a coin, uh, this is one that's, it's not just grabbing a handful of caches to get something. There's some real, real, some serious history behind it. And I think that's, you know, for, for a lot of people, despite, you know, you got to travel quite a bit. Um, I do, I think it's a great, uh, I think it's a great idea. I think it'll be a great series. And, uh, I hope, uh, you know, I hope all the coins go, and you, you, it's a big, big success for you guys. Thank you. I, I'm sure the coins will go. What, what I'm worried about is once the snow kind of flies and then more people, I won't call them the fair-weather cashers, but people who, <clears throat> for one reason or another, just don't like to get out and, and get bucket up in the snow, uh, those 200 coins are going to go fairly quickly especially when you consider that we're hosting the mega event in July. Yeah. So I've kind of started uh, approaching uh, my contacts to get more funding so we can get more coins. And mm-hmm. I, I think I'll be able to get at least another 50 to 100 coins. So, cool. um, yeah, I, was I, like- I, I keep getting emails from people saying, 
So hoping I'm gone by the time I get back or before <laughs> I start, la, la, la. So, I, I was yeah. going to go out there, actually. I was going to do uh, 15 of them to go get the coin. It was a Thursday. I was actually going to go out and get up early in the morning and zip around all through the province to go get a whole bunch of them because I was, I was really, really excited. And then right. uh, I, I don't have snow tires on my car. And that was the day Moncton got hit with a huge, huge snowstorm. So I'm like, okay, I'm not going anywhere for a while. So I'll have to, oh, and, have to wait a little bit. And that's the reality. Yeah. Uh, and some of them are, and, it, and I did it deliberately, is I put them on the far side of the river so that people don't just drive up the Trans-Canada Highway and, you know, you know, park and grab, park and grab. Yeah. They actually get to go down close to the river and, and get a sense um, of what it was like. And the best one, I think, for that is uh, the one we put in Oromato. For, it's called Fort Hughes. Uh, we were fortunate enough that uh, there was a geocache at the end of the bridge on the, the Fredericton side, uh, and it had been muggled and so was uh, disabled, and we asked him to archive it so we could put one there, and he did. It's a three-kilometer um, walk down the, the old road from the, the parking uh, parking spot. So folks have said in their logs, wow, we get, you know, we've only walked six kilometers. To walk 500 or 1,100 that they did is quite an amazing feat. Absolutely. Well, um, Randall, I want to uh, I want to thank you for uh, for taking the time to uh, to come on the podcast tonight to uh, to tell us your story and to tell us all about the uh, about the series and the coin and all of the history along with it. I'm sure our uh, our listeners will appreciate hearing uh, hearing all of that. So uh, yeah, big time thanks for taking the time. Well, thank you for uh, letting me be your special guest for this uh, podcast. I I've actually quite enjoyed it and. Uh, Thank you very much for showing interest in what has become a passion for me. Cool, cool. All right. So, uh, okay, so Randall, we'll we'll cut it there if that's good for you. We'll uh, we'll use that. I'm, as... I'm more than happy. Uh, I think we got the uh, how it started. Uh, we we didn't answer your question. Where do people go? But I think they understand that. Yeah, yeah. They absolutely. go to geocaching.com, right? Yeah. Um, Geo Demeter has. And you might want to just say this as an as one of your notes afterwards that he has marked uh, made a bookmark, so you, you can find all the. Just go to one geocache, and you're going to uh, find where all of them are. Maybe we can put the bookmark list in the. Yeah, we can. We'll put the. We'll find one, the uh, the bookmark link and put it in the show notes so people can see that as well. Awesome. So I'll put. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. Um, and, you know, we're thrilled with the coin, the actual um, design of the coin. I, I told them what I wanted. I wanted a soldier marching on snowshoes on the front, and I wanted a map of New Brunswick. Um, actually, on, on the soldier on the back and the map of New Brunswick outlining the route on the front, they came up with some of the, like the compass. They came up with the, um, the uh, 104th hat badge. So... It's it was better than what I was expecting. Good, cool. All right, well, thanks, guys, and nope. uh, we'll see you on the trails. All right, thanks a lot, Randall. Bye. Bye. I look forward to reading your posts. <laughs> I'll. It'll be in within a week. You'll see it up there. Roger. Out. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Bye. 
All right, so uh, you want to? Uh, was your idea to the to do this other topic? Well, I was <laughs> thinking of rangers' hides, and these are very specific purpose hides. They they're they're hidden in an area for a reason. They're hidden as a series for a reason. They're hidden about individuals as a reason. Everything that about this whole series has a reason, being where it is, why it's there, and and who it's about. And then I thought of the complete opposite. How many caches are out there? with absolutely no reason other than, hey, look, I could fit one in here. <laughs> and there's, there's, you know, why do we do that? We all do it. I, we, I just we, did it. <laughs> we, we all have. So uh, I realized in places like Moncton, Fredericton, and, and bigger or, or more popular geocaching areas, you run out of space. Um, or there's a contest and you just got to jam so many out for the, for the be it the old-fashioned winter hide. Nova Scotia versus New Brunswick used to have. Yeah, I true. say old-fashioned. It was like five years ago. <laughs> but um, back in the old days when we didn't have GPSs. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, it was just who can hide the most? Us. And they all came out on the same day. <laughs> and can you imagine that now? The people that were trying to plan to get their first defines if that oh, happened. Oh wow! Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't cash for first to finds. I never have. I get one, I get one. If I don't, I don't. And I don't claim them if I do. But, um, <laughs> anyway, we, you know, there's a lot of reasons why you would just plunk down a cache somewhere. So why do you? Was that just because you just want to hide a cache and you just pick a spot at mm -hmm. random? or? I find the caches that I'm putting out for this type of reason are... Um, I very rarely hide one cache at a time. Usually when I get in the mood, I go out and I put a bunch. Yeah, I'm the same way. And I've usually gone out and put them down a row because, hey, I found a road and I can put them here and I try to make them different. Like my Rick Roll series, I found a road and the caches are all different from ammo cans to micros. Yeah. And I'm not saying that I'm, a, I'm an expert, but uh, I don't like putting a, a whole row of just the same thing out. Uh, when I do the Dobson Trail ones, there's a reason for those. Yeah, well, that's the trail you know, for, there. For, for the trail. The ones for the town are the ones I think I just, I'm when I put them up for the Winter Carnival or Sunfest, I just need a place. I need a spot because it's so saturated around here. And a lot of times I'm archiving and reusing the same general area because I have to. Yes, because if you're trying to do a new challenge, yeah. coin challenge, you, you're you specific to Riverview, so you only have so many areas you can you can Exactly, exercise. and... Riverview being so residential, there really isn't a lot of industry, a lot of stores, a lot of yeah, that's you know too. trails. There's not like you can't go in behind a Walmart because we don't have one. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <coughs> and we're the Sobeys and Canadian Tire and all that is and Superstore. Well, they're already taken. There's already yeah, caches. There's there. already caches there. And most of the few parks have caches in them. So I mean, those spots are just where I can fit them. Hmm. But there are caches that you'll come across somewhere and just. I think people put them there just because, and I don't have a problem with that. Me personally, I don't distinguish between a lamppost cache and and climbing a mountain, other than the fact that they each have their own reason. One, I only have five minutes, and one, I have five hours. Yeah, yeah. So absolutely. depending on what I want to do, and I don't limit myself to just one or the other. Like when I when I started hiding, like I did five off the bat, and I tried to pick five five spots I thought was interesting, but at the same time, <clears throat> like one of those... Well, the garbage dump. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> different different set of caches. Yes. Yeah, we, we, we talked about that several times over the uh, history of the podcast. We won't forget it. No, it'll never go away, and I'm okay with that. I, I was a, <laughs> I was a, an asshat, I'll say that. Bleep, bleep. 
Um, but I mean, like I did one in a nice wooded area. I did. I still have Eagle Ridge View, which is a night you can see the Jones Lake. It's a nice spot of looking at Jones Lake. But like I did the, I have a parking lot cache at the YMCA, right? And now there, there's an example of, or any parking lot cache really, is it's it's a spot you can put a cache there. Does it really does it do anything for people? It's not going to bring you to some scenic place. It's everybody's seen as Sobies. But it's a quick park and grab. You you're doing a streak, or you're trying to get so many in a day, or whatever it might be. That's a quick a quick and easy one to get. And that between that one and Eagle Ridge View, those are the ones I get the most hits on. Like my always, parking, my two at the mall, and my one at Sobeys get the most hits. Yeah, because they're easy to get to. Yeah, and nine times out of ten, they're wife's in shopping. Yeah, <laughs> or in for the day shopping from out of town. Yeah, I get a lot of those. I noticed one in the shopping mall is in a post and a plow hit the post and at one time it was about five and a half, six feet up and now it's about two feet up because the pole <laughs> is bent right over. I drove by and the cash is still in the pole. I said, well, it's still there. I'm leaving it there. And, and it's like waist high now because the plow bent the pole over. Oh, that's that's but funny. It's still there and it's I, I checked there. it. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's it's it's funny too because it is true that, you know, those those parking lot caches or those those quick parking grabs, it's you see so many logs, and then the ones that require, the ones that require you to bushwhack or go a little bit further, where the access is not easy, yeah. that's where you see the the few and far between. Like I, I hit a whole bunch, uh, three. Yeah, I heard the "Who Hides a Cash Out Here" yeah. series. There's just three of them out past Mapleton Road, and I've never got them right. And they're they're on a trail. You could take a, anybody's car could go on that. That yeah. uh, snowmobile or ATV trail. You can drive your car up there. I did with mine. Um, and, you know, I hid them in there. And they're, they're not hard to get to. They kind of went, but, you know, all the locals get them and then they kind of it kind of passes. But it's they're not too hard to get, but not too easy. But then I have my, uh, my Indies Blue Crayon cache. And I always remember that cache because it's a good 800-meter bushwhack into the woods to get the cache. Yeah. And I think in three or four years, it might have ten finds on it. But if you go a little bit further from where it is, there's a beautiful view back there. But it's, it's unfortunately that it, it doesn't get hit because it would be nice to, to see some more people going back there. Now, that brings up something I just thought of. Uh, that was a few days ago when the, in the shout box, that cache that, that somebody had hidden back in the woods somewhere off Highway 8 and archived it and complained, I guess there's no... Real geocachers out left. Did oh, you see I that? saw that. I saw and it. Was, it was a cat. The cache had maybe thirty hits, I think, it, but there hasn't been very many lately. And the cacher had found six finds and had <laughs> one hide. Wow! And would go in there and said, "I went in to check because the container needed maintenance. I checked it. Nobody's coming to this cache anymore." And then he did another thing set on it, and then he archived it and says, "There's no more real geocachers, so I'm going to archive it." He has six finds. And I think the reason that it was found a lot, it was off the beaten path. You had to bushwhack into it. It was a little out of the way, in the middle of somewhat nowhere in between Fredericton and, and St. John. Back then, in, up to 2006, six seven, there was very few caches around. Yeah, that's true. There was a, a, a tenth of what we have now. So people had, had to go get them to get fines. Yes, and that's it, true. That was the type of caching back then, where it was more in the woods type stuff as opposed to urban. Yeah, and it was it's kind of changed. Yeah, kind of like but it's, I, it's I, not... I laughed because Z Martello had mentioned, I guess I'm not a real geocacher, I didn't find it. Yes, I saw that, yeah. But very few people did find it. 
and I, and I thought that was kind of funny. So there was a cache put out for a reason, and uh, to get people to a beautiful spot, supposedly. Yeah. Nobody went for that reason. Hmm. And it's funny, too, because uh, like, cause I think, if I remember looking at the listing, it was like 2003. It was an old cache. Yeah. And, you know, when I see caches that are that old get archived, I mean, it's, if they're not... You know, urban LPCs or whatever that yeah. kind of thing. But when they're they're kind of out in the wilderness somewhere, and I see them get archived, I'm always kind of a little bit disappointed. That just because. Well, it, I I would have liked to have gotten it, but it, it's not so much that. It's just when you see those older ones, they've been there. That cache would have been there, let's say nine years, eight mm -hmm. or nine years. You know that it's been there a really really long time, and it's it's kind of. It, I don't want to say sad, but it's a little a little bit sad to see that something that's been there for so long just. You know, kind of gets, oh, well, we're done, that's it. And, you know, now somebody could go back and hide it again, but it's not quite the same thing, yeah. you know. Yeah. It doesn't have the, the age to it. Those old, old caches aren't... It's funny, because I was looking at the new caches Polly put out in the Kent Hills, and near there, there's a half a dozen caches that I haven't found. And I know roughly where they are, and I started looking at them, and one of them is an abandoned mine, and you can get right to the shaft, and it's been there for ten years, and it's still in great shape, according to the last... Few really? Because a couple people found it recently when they went down to do some caches down in that area. And it's down just past the Prosser Brook Road when you turn off to the Kent Hills. Yeah. You keep looping down the 910 and it comes back up into Hillsboro. Okay. You yeah, can yeah. come back around. And it's down in that area. And there's a fantastic wizard cache that's near there on an old an old abandoned homestead. Hmm. And I love those types. So I didn't even realize they were there. Wow. So I do know that probably in the spring I'll go do the Kent Hill caches. I don't think I'll go down there in the winter. I'm not a big winter cashier. No. I don't want to drive down snowy roads and stuff. Uh, maybe I'm lazy too. <laughs> but I'll go get, I'll, I'm going to make sure I go down and, and find that. Yeah. Because I found be the copper mine caches down in Dorchester and they were they were great. See, I've never I've never done those ones either. Yeah, I did yeah. those with Nemo. It was a great time. You can actually go in a little ways and have a look. Oh, yeah? I don't no, really. Far. I imagine you can go a long ways if you really want to. <laughs> I don't know if they're sealed off inside or not, but the hmm. opening is there. Really? So it's, yeah, and I didn't even realize that existed. And it doesn't look like it's very hard to get to. Really? No, I don't imagine it would be easy to get to right now with the snow and all well, that. Well, yeah, it's a different I don't story. want to go walking around where there might be a hole <laughs> covered by leaves and snow, so. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. So back on subject with... Uh, Hides without a purpose? Yeah, you, we, we talked about uh, just for use, just because, I guess just... Do you really need a reason to hide a cache? I think these. Is, hey, I can fit one in here. An invalid reason? I don't. I don't. Well, you know what? When you when you brought that up, the uh, the first thing that came to mind was actually a Ron five six eight cache in Moncton, because mm -hmm. he had you know Moncton's pretty saturated. Well, most of the cities in the province now are yeah. with lots of cachers are pretty saturated. But he had found and he called it a blank spot for Mon Pa, and it's near the Moncton Hospital. And it's in, it's a it's a yellow one of the yep, yellow I know exactly which caches or whatever, and uh, so when you're talking about you know, you know, a cache without a purpose or just for the sake of hiding, and I thought of that one right away because in the description Ron says, well I was looking at the map and trying to see if there was anywhere I could hide a cache, and I found this one little blank spot right near the Moncton Hospital, so I thought I'd put a cache there, and it's it's kind of true like if you are in a, in a city where you know you are in the mood to hide, you do want to hide a cache, then. If it's so saturated, but you still have that urge, that's that yeah. drive to want to hide, then I think that's what pushes you to just, well, let's let's see. I mean, what where can I actually put it? We can almost make it a challenge as opposed to something being lame. It's actually a challenge. <laughs> 
to squeeze one in somewhere. Yeah, where can you find 161 meters? Because it's so it's so tight. Yeah, the, the so it could areas. be a challenge. Oh, I and but the problem is when it comes to that. Now you have a lot of people that are putting crappy containers in crappy locations. Yeah. Well, I can fit one on the back of this dumpster behind the Irving. <laughs> you know, that, just because you can. Yeah. I, I guess that's what we're talking about. Yeah. So I really think that if you're going to make a challenge to squeeze one in somewhere, you should make it make it worth the squeeze. Yeah. But just because, oh, I'm driving by and there's room here and, hey, look, I have a 35 millimeter container I can wedge between these two branches. Well, I'll throw it out the window and mark the spot as I drive by. <laughs> exactly. I think some people do do that. Um, so, you know, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's a cache is a cache to most yeah. people. But um, as long as there's some thought put into it other than, oh, I can just fit one here. I can just fit one here. Yeah, like I... And I said earlier, like I hid my or did relisted that that final from my puzzle cache, and that was just a really it was I didn't want to give the spot up. There's nothing special about the spot. There is a little memorial that is ne near that spot. It's yeah. I'm, for, I'm assuming it was for somebody that was killed in the area. Um, oh, it's, okay, it's there. I yeah, thought it was the one that you have done. You have to walk down the hydro line a little bit. You walk the hydro line, and that's okay. the first point. Yes. Yeah, and that would be where the the. The actual puzzle was right. The final was near that memorial, so yeah, it's the yeah. final because it's right near. It's almost by the fence of that. I don't know what's in that. So the, it's it's a puzzle that, and you had caches at both of those spots before, didn't yeah, you? Yeah. Well, I, no, I had. I didn't have a, a cache at the at the seat coordinate at the first you, point. You had one at the memorial. I there. had one yeah. at the memorial, and then when I wanted to do the, I remember puzzle, going in there twice. Yeah, because yeah. when I wanted to do the, uh, I forgot it was a multi. When I wanted to do puzzle. the uh, puzzle cache. Yeah. I archived that other one and reused the yes. the same spot for it. I mean, everybody's done that at some point, I'm sure. I've done it many spots. times. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, in this particular case, it was, I didn't know when I was going to get out there. I knew I was going to archive the cache, and I'm like, you know what? I kind of like to have at least another cache in the Caledonia Park, because that's where I work. It's close. And, and I also, just you were making it. a physical puzzle. Yeah. And you had to make sure the cord that you used worked. Yeah, exactly. It would be kind of stupid to make it and then get denied because of saturation or too close yeah, or something. Exactly. So, yeah, it made sense to reuse your spot. Yeah, so it's it's, it's easy. I mean, I archived my my GSAC door prize cache that I had got from your yeah. first event I went to. I finally archived because it's that bridge is in in bad bad shape. I yeah. I went to go check on the cache and I'm like, this is way too dangerous. I am not yeah. comfortable with that at all. So well, the ammo can was gone years well, the, ago. Yeah, the ammo can was gone, and the plastic lock and lock that was yeah. there, I couldn't find the container. Somebody else said they actually found it, yeah. but I looked and looked and looked. But the whole bridge is all falling apart, and the wires can all you loose. Still cross it? You can cross it. You can't cross it with an ATV. No, they've actually put steel posts through okay, and yeah. barricaded it, so you can walk across and walk the trails back there. But you cannot take a like a four wheeler or an ATV or any kind of uh, snowmobile. There's caches back. So oh yeah, there's blue car one or something. There's a blue Mark Irene's got a couple, yeah, and there's there, yeah. there's a big long trail. Like yeah. you could fit probably another twenty or thirty caches back there. There's lots of room. It's just it's all by foot. So. Nah, it's okay. I don't need that. <laughs> I don't need a purpose to hide caches. You don't need a purpose. No, actually, I do. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, did we beat that one to death? I think we beat that one to death. That should be uh, that should be good. So, last thing is just upcoming events. I took a look. I'm doing another Arby's event. I uh, I want to have a hostess with the most, or hostess, yeah, I guess that's me, right? A host with the most. Wear your for, skirt. For the uh, come out and play. 
so I'm going to do another Arby's event. I had submitted it this morning, and then I found out that I was going to be in Albuquerque that okay. day. So I've un I unsubmitted it, and I'm going to change the date on it. So that will be coming out probably okay. that same week. Um, as always, breakfast. Yeah, breakfast. I noticed um, it's not very often I go and, and read anything about the MGA, but uh, I guess he has the, the, the host hasn't been there for the last almost a year. The breakfast has sort of been being published and going on their own, and I was looking for someone to, uh, to be the contact person, but he's still going to list them. So I'm just, that's kind of odd. Why not just, hmm. if you can't go, why list them? Yeah, you know, that's, that's I mean, interesting. Somebody else could listen. He's been doing it for quite a while. They've been doing it for quite a while. I mean, let yeah. other people have a chance or flexible, move it around different places. Who yes, knows? But, oh well, whatever. Yeah, there's different things you could do, but uh, we'll see. I know that, you know, for the people that enjoy the breakfast, they like them. So. There's nothing wrong with the breakfast, yeah. but, I mean, if the host doesn't go, well, why bother having them? Mm. Hmm. But anyway, that's just an aside, I guess. <laughs> Little uh, Rev Slippery commentary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. Uh, I've never listened to Vent and not gone. <laughs> I uh, well, I'm glad. I, it's funny you'd, you were saying that because that's what I was thinking with the Arby's event. I'm like, well, if I leave it on that day, I'm not going to be here. I'm going to be in a classroom in Albuquerque, so I better uh, change the date of the. You event. could Skype in. <laughs> Skype into my own event, right? Yeah. Um, so the Ice Walk, Mon Pa published the Ice Walk. It's going to be late this year in March. Hopefully, there's still ice and. They're not doing it at their house. No, they got a hall rented. Yes, they decided that too many people, not enough room in their house to. Maybe they're gonna have a dance this time. Get a DJ. And, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I want to see uh, geocachers trying to dance. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Maybe Nemo will come out and perform. For yeah, us, there you know? go. He can, uh, he can. He's itching to get back out and do some caching. So him and I are trying to find some time. He's really busy and stuff, yeah. but he wants to get out. We were gonna go out the other day and do uh, actually the day before you did. Uh, the Joker series or the comedian okay. series, we were going to go do them. Okay. And then we changed our mind and just went on the Dobson and walked back and okay. boiled up a cup of tea and walked back out again. I saw the picture on Facebook there. Yes. So uh, yeah, him and I might try to get out and he's he's itching, not necessarily to go hardcore, but starts finding a few things yeah. here and there. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. He's been he has been out of the loop for a while. We haven't heard his opinions lately. <laughs> so hopefully we'll, we'll get maybe back. if he's. Uh, you know, if he's very interested in returning to the scene of caching for a while, maybe we'll have him back on the show, and he can uh, he can well, give us yeah, his, yeah. His, his excuse for not doing anything exactly, for the last yeah. while. Um, I saw that there was a uh, an event from Disco Three Sixteen. Disco, forgive me if I got the name wrong. We're gonna have events because of the the contest from people that don't yeah. normally do events. Yeah, there we go. There's our arbitrary message. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was for Groundhog Day. So we're talking about, and I think it's actually a breakfast event, but he called it Groundhog Day, and there was a... Is it actually on Groundhog Day? I, I think it is. I'd have it would to, only make, it would only make to, sense, wouldn't yeah. it? Well, you don't necessarily want to have an event Groundhog Day on, you know, July 1st or something, but I noticed that is an event that's coming up. Also noticed a cash exchange where people can kind of, you know, bring in containers and exchange in different containers and stuff. I think it's similar. Who's doing that? Similar idea to, uh, to what you had mentioned Because I said I wanted to do that. Yes, you did. Say I should that. have got off my lazy butt and published it then. Yeah. My my idea was everybody bring a unique container. Don't bring a peanut butter jar. Don't bring an ammo can. Bring something unique, and we'll do a swap. And you don't know what you're going to get. Yeah, it says bring a new unused geocache to the event and draw for a new one. So everybody that brings a container Where gets a ticket. So it's being put on by Sergeant Pick. Okay. And this is in Grand Bay. 
And it's being held on uh, January 26th. Yeah. I might so. still do one maybe in the spring. Yeah. And, but but what, what I want to do is, uh, but you, you, I'm going to list what you can bring. Do not bring a 35 millimeter. Do not bring a peanut butter container. Do not bring oh, a, a tobacco see. can. Do not bring an ammo can. I, something unique, something different. Some kind and of try a... to challenge whoever gets it that they have to find a cool place to hide it. So if you make, uh, for argument's sake, uh, your little bar fridge, turn that into a geocaching <laughs> container. Right? We've seen a microwave. <laughs> we have seen a microwave. microwave hanging in the tree. Yeah. <laughs> so bring something that would be different, unique, that the person's really going to have a challenge to hide. Hmm. And the challenge is for them to go and hide that. Yeah, that, I, I like that idea. Cause you... And you don't know what, you, you pull a number, like we'll number them, pull a number out of the hat. I won number seven, what is it? Hey, look, it's a birdcage. <laughs> Whatever, right? Yeah. Because you, uh, you, uh, you talked about Ninja Jedi. You, we talked about, yeah, a little about bit. doing something like that, and I said, hey, we could do a, a container. So yeah. I'll talk to Steve about it. And yeah, say, that'd be cool. So, something different, something funny, and really try to outdo everybody else with your container. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, like, I still like that idea. I think it's a fantastic I'm, idea. I'm, for... I promise you I'll do it. All right. I promise. All my... All my here I go, my ego. <laughs> All the people listening to this. Um, we also have the Winter uh, Riverview Winter Carnival. Yeah, that's just going to be a campfire. Yep. Uh, so we'll, you'll be doing that. You already mentioned Polly's birthday at Damascus. So Damascus. Damascus, is that how it is? Damascus, yeah. Damascus. And um, Heath Tree, we're losing Heath Tree for yes, a few years. Heath or maybe forever, who knows? Who knows? He was talking about it yesterday, so... Heath Tree is hosting his own event. Um, it's going to be at Five Bridges in Five Review, Bridges the old Saxby's, and it's to uh, to say goodbye to Heath. He's going. Yes, to he put it as the race to Middle Earth, there and back again, because he's off to New Zealand to go to school. Yeah, he's going to do his PhD in. Uh, oh, and then well, he'll come back with all those big fancy words. <laughs> Wellington, he was saying. He's talking about there's a. A geocache series that takes you to all these different uh, locations. Used Where they in, did film in oh. the films, so he wants to do that because in his event you bring a coin that he will bring with him to the to the New Zealand, and he'll launch it from there. And all the coins are going to try and get back to Moncton. So if you have a coin that you want to actually have launched in the wild, you bring it to his event. He'll take all of the coins. Take I must have New a coin Zealand, I could release. And the the mission of each coin is to try and get back to Moncton, and see who who makes it back first. So I'm gonna give him one of my race coins and say, here, send this off and see if it can get uh, if it can get back to Moncton. So I well, think that's a neat idea. Give me one of your race coins too, <laughs> and uh, that way you could just uh, send a uh, you know send a, something that far. You could activate it here. Get lots of miles going to New Zealand. Well, yeah, you activate it, <laughs> drop it in his event as the first drop. Yeah, and he brings it, and puts it. Is he going to put them all in the same cache? No, he said, he actually said he thought it was this tour of all these different places. He was going to try and drop the different trackables in some of those containers. Um, that way they're all over the place, and then people can just start moving them along from there. So I think, that, I think that's a kind of a, a neat idea. Yeah, and having a little going away event for, for Heath. Yeah, so he'll be on, he said three to five years, if, you know, possibly good so he says he said yesterday he says i don't think i'm going to stay but you never know what happens right well he's a traveler he's yeah. a nomad he's always on the go so that's uh but that's pretty cool for him congrats yeah. i think as soon as he leaves if he doesn't uh remove all his caches i'm gonna put needs maintenance on every single one of his caches <laughs> just to get him going so he'll land in new zealand and check his phone and have all those notifications <laughs> needs maintenance, needs maintenance, needs maintenance. yeah owner is no longer here needs to be taken care of exactly, <laughs> exactly. yeah right on well i, I think, think 
Yeah. I think we're. I we think both we're think. Th yeah, we both think. Imagine that. I think that um, that covers us for the month. Uh, you got any other little tidbits for today? No. 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 Can't think of anything right now. Right. So sounds good. Um, all right. So that'll be it for this month. We'll be back in February, hopefully, with another uh, edition. Yeah. And uh, we'll uh, we'll talk to you guys then.